Yo, it's your boy Jesse Munro here with another episode of Story Mode, a video game podcast. This week, Joel, Simon, and myself sweep through the first wave of Saints Row reviews. We give our initial impressions on House of the Dragon. It's great. And Simon is infatuated with We Are OFK. If you want to keep up to date with our nonsense, follow us at Story Mode AUS. Now, let's get on with the show. One of my big things, I went through this phase with like, I don't know if you guys play many games on your phone or if you're like me, you want to play more games on your phone, but I find none of them are good or, or, or they're all just like, oh, there's a man in one chamber and some lava in another one and some God, four those naked fucking women in another. on Twitter. Uh, and it's like, have you seen on YouTube, people actually go to find those games and they don't actually exist. Yeah, they don't exist. They're not a thing. So Literally people not real. make them? Yep. Yeah. But yeah. like, sometimes you look at them like, Oh, this stupid ad for dumb game just gonna take my money. But I wanna play because I reckon I can solve that fucking puzzle. Well, right. Because because, it <laughs> because it'll be and like look- the most fucking obvious thing. It's like there's a pile of gold. Here's a pile of lava. Here's a monster. Also on top of like some lava. And then the character, hmm, what do I do first? I know. Oh no. I'm going uh, to drop uh, Yeah, I'm going to drop the gold directly into the lava. There's, yep. and, and there's one where like you have to like be a certain level to get up a tower and like at the top of one of the towers like the main prize is there's a, there is a, a, a maiden flat out finger banging herself <laughs> I'm like you can't uh, we could have a whole episode about these sort of games because I also like the ad where it's like um they feel like they're made in Russia yep yeah and it's something like you know, somebody will like bump to somebody who's like, I can bump into you because my army is level 3,000. How'd you do that? Well, I bought this using code fuck me and I got 300 devil points. So, it's like, what is this? I'm a, I'm a big, like, I don't do it often, like, like all the time, but I am a believer in, in mobile gaming for sure. I'm, um, I agree. Especially kids. Field runners, baby. It makes me sad that I don't have a, an Apple device anymore because I can't take advantage of Apple Arcade. But, it's the best thing about Apple devices. But there is a there is an alternative to that. If you have a Netflix account, Netflix Games has some really good shit on it. I In forget fact, that Netflix Games so even exists. Me, me too. And they bought it. Uh, what what studio did they buy it? Um, last year, it's the team behind Oxenfree. Yep, yep. They yeah. bought Night, um, uh, Night School. Yep, Night School. Yeah, like. And recently, you to pick up. recently they just put Into the Breach, so you can play Into the Breach on your phone now, which is oh. a fucking great turn-based, like, tactical roguelike with mechs. It's fucking awesome. John, um, can I suggest a mobile game to you? Yes. And you've reminded me, because I've been wanting to do a, um, an episode about mobile gaming with Chris on it, because just to put Christopher Lowry on blast here is... Back in the day, we used to be in a band together. He's very, he's one of the best talent drummers I've, I've ever ever seen. Not just met, ever seen. Very, very talented. But he used to also do our mixing. So we had the studio space and he'd be in there. And whenever he looked up, he'd be on his phone. And you would ask him what he was doing. And he was playing this like celebrity's life simulator game. <laughs> where like, it was like. It's like the Kim Kardashian one or whatever. Yeah, but I think it was like the cheap knockoff of the Kardashian one. I can't remember exactly what it was oh, called. You know. But he would literally, like, we would all be out for dinner and he would just have his phone out and just be like, hey guys, I got the role. I passed the audition. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I left the band in the end. Oh my God. <laughs> but I just want to put him on blast. But Joel, if I can suggest to you one mobile game, it's called 
That's it. It's just finger snap. That's oh, what it's I called. blanked on it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. I'm okay. prematurely well, whilst, excited. Whilst Jesse is struggling to think of oh, words, I, um, I do have another recommendation for you, which would be if you enjoyed Octopath Traveler, the prequel game is on mobile. It's only recently just seen world ri- worldwide release. There we go. The Septopath um, Traveler? No, Octopath Traveler Champions of the Continent. Ah, uh, my joke was better. Yeah, but nevertheless. <laughs> Pretty cool title. Uh, it is a single-player RPG experience, but there are gacha mechanics, which is obviously how they make the money. But yeah, I've played maybe about ten minutes of it, and <laughs> I've enjoyed it. The very little I've actually played, but that's about it. Um, but oh, yeah, well, that's pretty, awesome. pretty healthy discussion about it, like on the subreddit for Octopath Traveler and stuff like that. And yeah, like, there's actually genuinely really good sentiment surrounding the game overall. So. That's something okay. to check out, if that's your thing. This All game right. is called A Dark Room. Wait. Narratively, it is the mobile equivalent of, like, The Last of Us and, like, God of War. Like, this thing had a gut punch to it. I've heard about Blew this. Blew me away. I, I played it. I remember playing it, like, I got downloaded it on, like, a Saturday morning. I was watching, like, I was younger. So I was watching cartoons, which is something I still do, I guess. I was watching, like, Saturday morning cartoons or whatever. I had it on my phone. I downloaded it. I don't think I left the couch for about eight hours. Wow. I, I have I heard of the dark room. Charger. I have it heard of the dark room. Phenomenal. It's super simplistic. It's just a narrative-based thing. You wake up in a, in, in, in a dark room. The fire's gone out. You have to you know, light the fire, and then you have to make sure the fire stays up. So you have to go out and get wood and supplies and food and yada, yada, yada. Please play it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll add to my list. My two recommendations for mobile. Um, I've been playing a... Vampire Survivors knockoff that is like loaded with microtransactions, but it still works. You can play it for a, like an extended period of time called Survivor.io, I think it is. Um, and it's just that, and it works on phone, and it's it, it chugs some points when you get lots of enemies on screen <laughs> after a while. But um, it's really good. And part of the Netflix games, they just recently put out a a mobile game that's I think exclusive to the Netflix. I think you can buy it as well. I don't know, but it's called Pointy, P O I N P Y, um, and the developers of that are the, the is the developer who made Downwell. If you've ever played that, heard of that Downwell. Downwell is also another mobile game that is very good. Um, I think it was published by Devolver Digital. Um, yeah, definitely worth checking out as well. I played a lot of Downwell. Um, which is basically like you've got like gun feet and you're like going down <laughs> a well basically. And so it's like a platforming thing and you see how far you can go. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah. So imagine that, but in reverse. So you're going up. That's pointy. So you are like collecting fruit along the way to make juice for this monster that's slowly coming up underneath you. Um, and it's like a drag and sort of like fling yourself up sort of mechanic. Uh, and it's very addictive it is a, like, there's no, again, if you've got a Netflix account, you have access to this already on your phone and there's no transactions feel... in it or anything like that. It's very good. Like the gulf between a cheap PC or console game and a good one is big, but the gulf between a good mobile game and a bad one is agreed a chasm. Yeah. Does I... it feel like a proper, like, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, a triple A mobile experience? Does it feel clean and... This makes me feel like it, it reminds me of like back in the days of 
of when you would be getting excited about a new Infinity Blade game. Not to that level of, like, thing, but, like, it's, like, this is a full game that you can play. It has progression in it. Like, it's still, like, a score chaser, I guess, but there are unlocks and and different biomes you can unlock. It's gonna, That's what you want from a mobile game. Yep. It's very cute. It's very easy to play, and it's so much fun. The thing is, I don't tend to find I've got time for a mobile game. That's fair. Which is kind of ironic, in a sense, because they're meant to be like the quick, easy, digestible games that you can play on the go. Yep. It's like, yeah, but if I'm on the go somewhere, normally I'm driving. And if I'm not driving, if I'm, you know, taking public transport or whatever, I've normally got like my Ambernick or my Miu Mini or my Switch with me, and I'm going to play one of those instead. It's just a shame. I feel like I'm just, it's not for me. I just feel like mobile gaming is not for me. You're not missing yet on. Too much. No. Like there are, like, I'm a massive fan of tower defense games. They, tower, they, defense tower defense games are thriving. one of my favorite. It's my favorite genre at the moment. The mobile game I'm playing it, and just like I've kind of like I'm playing it while I'm watching Curb Your Enthusiasm at the moment. It's <laughs> Frontiers. Okay, because I know the Frontier series is really good. And I, I I missed it. Um, so I'm going through them. And I'm just like a hundred percent each one. They cost like three bucks or whatever. Yeah. But I, I miss the heady days of field runners because I remember I was in year 11 or 12 and I used to spend my free period where people were studying, you know, bettering themselves, preparing themselves for a future. I would sit in the corner of the study room with my phone plugged in playing field runners. Because yep. I, I had tactics. You, you know, you make a maze and you would edit the last the last gun, so you made people go through the maze multiple times. I had the highest score in the school. Fuck, I was cool. Uh, yeah, Fuck, of course. So much. Yeah. I was like, hey, look, look at my field runner's score. Just batting them away, off. yeah. Mm. Um, uh, Infinity Blade is the one for me that I... <laughs> like playing the field runners? Huh? Huh? <laughs> that Infinity Blade is uh, the one for me that I used to get really excited about. And it's a shame the last one had, like, microtransactions shoved into it that were a bit there, but... Man, that was such a, that was like, oh my God, look at this game running on a phone. Like it looked gorgeous and it it was simple to play. It had such great like slashing and attack mechanics for like a 1v1 sword-based combat game. Um, it was, yeah, I was all about Infinity Blade back in the day. So Nintendo good. were like, hey, we're going to start taking mobile games seriously. Here's a Mario game. And everyone got it. It was like $8. Yeah. Which yeah. is more than anyone spent on a mobile game. No, yeah. Absolutely. Everyone got it. And you, know, you beat it after like an hour. It's like, hey, that wasn't that bad. That was entertaining. It's a good okay. game. When's more coming out? None? Mm. Okay. <laughs> cool. It's the second worst app nintendo's released the first one being their switch chat function thingy whatever yep. the fuck that was yep which is yeah. a trash fire and but is long gone from my phone here's mario kart tour <laughs> yeah what but we're getting that? it on switch now so what's even the point yeah yeah we're getting the tracks there and they're good mm, they are they are lots of fun Guys, we've done something weird here. We've actually started talking about games from the get-go. Okay, well, let and me... It's compl- made me very uncomfortable. So, uh, Simon, other than games, how have you been? Yeah, pretty good. Went and saw um, Bullet Train on the weekend. Highly recommend that movie. Uh, to the point where I, I was on the phone to my brother, Gans from Fan Critical, and I was like, go watch the movie, take Lem with you, do a podcast on it. I'm coming on for the podcast. I've invited myself onto their podcast because I just want to talk about that fucking movie. That's the best way to do it. Like, Classic honestly, movie, I love it. it is a really fun, good movie. And 
the way I can best compare it would be if you enjoy things like Hot Fuzz and that Cornetto trilogy, this is a movie for you. This is a movie that you're going to massively enjoy. All right. Can we agree at World's End wasn't that good? It wasn't. I think it wasn't as bad as people think it was. I don't think it was. It wasn't as. It didn't reach the highs of either Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead. It goes Shaun of the Dead. Hot fuzz, or basically Ooh, equal. They're interchangeable. They're very, very close. Like, interchangeable. It's in like if somebody says that Aliens is their favorite, favorite alien film or Aliens. Both are correct. Yeah. One's just a bit more correct than the other one. <laughs> and then miles below is Paul, which is even part of the trilogy. It's not even, not even further involved. down at that world's end. I liked Paul for size. It was fine. I, I, I enjoyed Paul as well. But I think, I think the world's end gets a bad rap, and I want to rewatch that now at the age mm. that I'm at now, because I think it's, the message of that movie will hit a lot harder yes. now. To be fair, I watched it this year. Okay. But All right. I am mentally immature. <laughs> uh, yes, that is also true. And I was probably playing Tower Defense games with my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I remember seeing that and I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Okay, I get the idea of it. That's that's I enjoyed it. But yeah, the more I think about that movie, I haven't gone back to it. And I feel like if I go back to it now, I think it's going to hit on a, a different emotional level. And um yeah, I've always been meaning to go back, but haven't yet. Your movie I watched this weekend. Now, because I've, I've been in a bit of a bad mood of late, mm-hmm. having various headaches and such. Long COVID, love it. Mm. So I needed some comfort food. So I thought, you know, I'm going to watch arguably my favorite film twice. So I watched it on Saturday morning and I watched it on Sunday morning. Snatch is such a good film. Great movie. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It, it is. I, I I could literally watch like what like over and over again i would never get bored of it soundtrack acting the twists the turns the comedy yeah the uh, then, then i reckon i reckon bullet train you will love i genuinely think don't that. you dare compare snatch to bullet train sir <laughs> i swear you're going to be in punching distance in a few months <laughs> in a, in a punch her on the arm hey, br- br- brad pitt's in both yeah that's also true yeah 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 if you look i'll watch it and I'll try and string the two movies together to make me think that it is the same character. I mean, if I can manage that, I'll put it up a few notches. Yeah. Okay. I reckon, I reckon you probably. I've could. done worse. I've done worse. Joel, how have you been? What What are you up to? Oh, not a lot. Um, just been kicking around. Um, playing some games, being a dad, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, I haven't really watched anything of note. I've been meaning to watch the last two episodes of the rehearsal because the same here. I'm two episodes behind as well. My God, that show! <laughs> like Simon, have you seen it? No. The rehearsal. Oh. Do you know? Do you know Nathan Fielder? Does like Nathan for you and stuff like that? I know of him. Yeah. Okay. Please watch the rehearsal. Don't look up anything. It go into it. it go blind. in as blind as possible. No, I'm just I'll looking just tell at Nathan Fielder. Behind, I'm just trying to remember his and face. I would say that I'm watching less of a show and more of a crime being committed. Yeah, <laughs> or if you wanted to be it generous about it, a social experiment, like it's yeah, like oh, oh my god, that show is just like it is twisted and disturbing on such a casual and factual level. It's it's so strange. It is, and it would I would say it's it's the strangest thing I've watched on television. It's and I genuinely have no idea where it could go. Like I have, and it's got, it just got picked up for a second season as well. It's getting a second season. I have a feeling 
Look, if this it could all end and this has been a rehearsal for another season of Nathan for you, it would make sense. My like, God, it's made so me want please to go watch back it and and actually finish watching Nathan for you because I would be happy to do a special episode where we talk about the rehearsal. I'm down for that. that way. It's it's like it's one of those things where you hear a lot of people talking about it online, and you you could easily be like think that like oh okay, it's just it's the hype train. It's just like guys, it's hyperbole. People are just in the moment, it's no. I genuinely think you have no idea what you're getting yourself into when you watch I, this show. I feel uncomfortable watching it, yeah, but I'm compelled to watch more. A hundred percent, very, very good. It's so good. Now, you may be listening to this podcast and be like, "Oi, oi, listen, listen, listen to a bloody uh, talking about TV shows, movies. This is meant to be bad games." Now, I don't know why you sound like that. I don't know why you're <laughs> like a a North c- construction worker. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so all of our but, northern uh, based construction workers look, we appreciate you keep yeah. up the good work well, friends of the show <laughs> yeah. now look we are going to talk about more about TV shows in a moment but we've done things in real life lately and we rarely do that Joel and I went out for a delicious beer at the uh, Moondog World very very nice bar we went to the Saints Row launch party um they were throwing a special event there. We could go. You could try these special Saints Row cocktails and beers. We are, Joel and I are currently drinking the uh, Saints Row Juicy Pale Ale. And I'll tell you what, they're pretty good. It's and good. what we've heard, they're better than the game. But we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. So while we're there, we, we you know, don't have any competitions and yada, yada, yada. They had a, a, like a cosplay competition. I don't know how you dress for Saints Row. Yeah, that was mm. confusing about that it's too. Just like, it's like saying, oh, you know, Dress up as your favorite sim. I'm like, all right. All right. Okay. Yep. Ta-da. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Put a plumb bob on your head. But we got to um, sit around and play around with their character customization tool. It has a certain name. I've completely blanked on what it's called. Uh, Boss Factory. Boss Factory. And you know what? It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Character customization, this is legit. It's done something that games should have started doing years and years ago. Um. There's no gendered options. It's like that's good. Like there is a scale for like genitals. Yep, it's just all slider either way, and there's all colors of the rainbow in between. Okay, you can be any degree, and look. And also, look, you pick a dick, you can make that that cock swing. (laughs) Okay, big boys like that. That 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 is we can weaponize it. Mm -hmm. The chest one, like one end is like like pecs, like defined pecs. The other ones, big old titties. Yep. It's great. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. That's good. Now, Joel and I had a few drinks at this point, so we <laughs> thought we would uh, jump on to these ridiculous saddle chairs. Awful. Awful experience. I'm pretty sure I was penetrated by furniture. Yeah. Yeah. I it got to the point where to I was To be like, fair, I, I had a few drinks in me, so why not? <laughs> and- also, it's not the first time for you, is it? Hey-o. It was like oh, it was like a sa- <laughs> it was like a, a chair saddle, right? So imagine a saddle, but it was made of like fucking wrought iron or something like it was yeah why so uncomfortable like just so uncomfortable don't like it at all but sorry my obs was being a bit weird this then um <laughs> i was just we sat down we started creating a character and i wanted to create a character akin to we all know tom hanks we all love tom hanks tom hanks everybody loves beautiful tom hanks. man mm-hmm. his son a bit of a fuckhead. Yep. Yeah. Chet Hayes. 
bit of a fuckhead. I wanted to make, or well, Joel and I wanted to make, the the son to Monopoly man that is, you know, comparable to Chet Hayes to Tom Hanks. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we made a cursed little boy. We went through a few different versions of him. Our sweet boy. Best. Now, Simon, I hope you're watching the stream on twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS because I'm about to put live a picture of what we created. Alrighty. His name is Baby Billions. You'll see it in a second because there's a slight delay. Simon, tell me what you see when you see Baby Billions. All right. Jesus Christ. Our sweet boy. <laughs> not yet. Not yet, but he will grow up to be. Our it. sweet, sweet boy. That looks like, honestly, Vince McMahon's wet dream of a wrestler. <laughs> so let's go from top to bottom. He's got a nice little top hat That's akin a- to his father. That is a family tradition. He has a soft baby's face. Okay, soft cheeks. You want to pinch? You want to get his billions? Yeah. He has, he's ripped. He's ripped. But he has nipples like salamis. Yeah. A big uh, salami. Uh, These are like mortadella slices, mm-hmm. okay? You know, a big... In fact... Uh, fucking... I would not know what to describe. It's, big it's bigger nipples. than anything Domino's has ever put on a pizza, ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of their pizzas. Um, this baby man has a tattoo on his chest of like a... Like, it almost looks like ghastly if he was on fire. Yeah. And it says hot stuff. Oh, sorry, hot stud. Mm-hmm. And then there's a tattoo below the waistline. So you can only see the top word. It just says the word hot. Yeah. But it does say hot stuff. I can confirm. Mm-hmm. Also, this baby's hung. Um, yeah. He's wearing some yellow gloves. Um, I can't remember what they were for, but we did realize that you could make almost a one-for-one, um, uh, what's his name? Jin Kazama, whatever his name is, from Tekken. Yep. Because of these gloves, you could do it one-for-one. He's wearing some suit pants and some nice shoes. Cool. Our sweet boy, our sweet boy, baby, baby billions. billions, friend of the show. Yep, absolute piece of shit. I fucking hate him. <laughs> the new mascot. I was sickened to look at him, and I, one of the guys who was like from, I guess from the the newly named Play On, was going around taking photos, and <laughs> just got a photo of us. He, he looked sickened. It was. He was not. No, it was great because he like he walked past. I watched him. He walked past us and then stopped, looked at what we were doing, then walked back. To grab his phone, came back and then took a photo of us creating baby billions, and then <laughs> went like ban these two. He's just like, make sure they don't win hell. anything. Yeah, just what is wrong? <laughs> yeah, because like, probably at the time where I kept saying, "Oh yeah, no, this baby fucks." <laughs> yeah. So he I think he walked was. around at that point. I think it was Simon. He looks like a baby. He's not an actual baby. Babies that have pecs. I, Babies no. can't wear pants. <laughs> I know that, but nevertheless, I feel like we're treading on some some thin ice here. Baby Billions. He's our sweet boy. He doesn't, doesn't play by the rules, okay? I mean, fair enough. Baby Billions. He fucks. It's a good thing we're not you monetized know. and don't have any <laughs> fucking ad reads or sponsors or anything. No, no. Look, if we get adverts, I'm not going to be like- We've broken like, every contract. <laughs> I'm going to be like, hey, product and, you know, insert product here, fucks. <laughs> no? They fuck, just like Baby Billions. Yep. I like, Baby Billions. If you're not baby, look, if you're not baby billions and you don't have the money, you should buy this because, you know, it's a good product. We should do ads, is all I'm saying. <laughs> now, before we get into our, our review roundup, Joel, you're the one in this group who's played Saints Row, who gave it the time of day. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, we say, you say that, and it's, I, I've played three mostly and a bit of four. 
Simon, how much Saints Row have you played? I think I played, was it four? I think maybe four. Not fully. I think I played maybe. Is four the one with the aliens? Yeah. yeah. The one you start as the president. And yeah. So, so yeah. Joel, you've played the most here. This is kind of like an inglorious bastards Italians part, okay? Okay. Yeah. You know the most. All right. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, Saints Row 3, I think, is one of like, it's not high up on the list, but one of my favorite games of all time. It's just, it's good vibes. Um, it strikes that line perfectly between batshit crazy and kind of slightly more grounded. Um, and I, I just, I really enjoyed that game a lot. And I've been waiting for them to sort of recapture that. Cause four, I felt like started the crazy off from the beginning. And it was mm. like, yeah. So like, they're like, you've got superpowers. It's like, cool. It's like, but you can also drive cars. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking drive a car. I can fly. Yeah, if like, I, yeah exactly. Like if I can fly or, do like OG Superman and leap over every building. Yeah. Like it, that's like adding in being able it, to it mug put people. Put in, all the cheat if, codes. Like if, if you're playing fucking prototype and you yeah. can mug people, no, yeah. I'm going to blow up a tank. Thank of you. Yeah, yeah. I think because I, I, I did play a little bit of four. Maybe it's been like a demo that I played maybe, or I may have played like a PAX or whatever. Um, And that's what I didn't like about it. It was, it had the problems inherent to a superhero game where it's like, wait, if I've got like godlike powers, why are guns hurting me? This doesn't make any sense. Mm. But also all the hard work they put in with, you know, vehicles and just normal weapons mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's like, well, yep. what was the point in doing that? You've yeah. you've turned on all the cheat codes. Yeah, I can. I'm obviously going to play it in the most like over top way possible, but. It's interesting because I think. I need the duck supposition. Four, four was, I think, was supposed to be, it started off as DLC for three called enter the dominatrix um yeah and then they were just having so much fun making it they just made it into a full game called saints row 4 um and it's also really fun co-op as well but saints row 3 i don't know it like the progression of like building up to the batshit crazy i mean towards the end of the game spoiler alert um burt reynolds is in it like as a character (laughs) that is like that you like legitimate burt reynolds is just a a character that you're having cutscenes with and it's fucking hilarious um it also has one of my favorite moments from a video game that I've ever seen because it, you know, when you see a trailer for a video game, you're like, oh man, I can't wait to do that in the game. And you never do. Mm. They actually nailed that with Saints Row 3 because the trailer, there was a trailer for Saints Row 3 that I vividly remember seeing. And I saw it a lot and it involved like, like jumping from a helicopter onto it, like the, um, like the penthouse of a, um, like a rival gang and you blasting your way through and like, it was really cool. And it was like uh, playing Kanye West's power as well at the same Ooh, time. So it has that nice. like, uh, That's like cool. starting off and you're like, Oh man. So I got the game. I was like, hey, this is really fun. And I got to a point and I was in the helicopter and then suddenly I hear, uh, and I'm like, Oh shit, I get to do this. And sure enough, you get to reenact the trailer basically in your own way. It was nice. fucking awesome. Um, so That's I have cool. a very, very big soft spot for Saints Row. It's also the game that made me, I, I bought it because I didn't want, I, it was just before Skyrim Sword was coming out and I bought it because I wanted something to play, just muck around with. I ended up falling in love with it. And it's also the reason I didn't play Skyrim because it came out around the same time. So <laughs> yeah, big soft spot. Fair for enough. It. Now, the series got rebooted. It was announced what, probably last year or so. This, game, this, this reboot had a few delays and things like that. Mm. But when it first came out, I think people were a little bit put off because the games went to an absolute outlandish place, number four. They had to reboot it. There was no way to have a five along that same vein. 
kind of like God of War. Yeah. In a very strange, strange way. Anyway. In a sense, yeah. Uh, it got shown off and it looked a little bit more subdued than people were expecting and it got a lot of backlash. Um, because why not? That first trailer was a bit rough, but they, they showed... I remember the trailer was a bit shitty and then after the presentation, they showed some gameplay and the gameplay looked mm. okay. It was a real shame that I think everyone just got caught up in... Oh, let's just say how this, how bad this game looks, and didn't actually look at the whole thing that was shown off, which is a bit of a shame. But maybe they were a little bit right because we were meant to record this uh, podcast last night on the twenty second of August, but because we live in Australia and simple rain will knock my internet out, and <laughs> uh, we're recording this on the twenty third, so just in time for the reviews to drop. So I thought we would. Uh, Go through a few of them. Now, I mean, have you guys gone through any of the reviews or seen the general zeitgeist regarding this game at the moment? I think I saw a tweet from, I can't remember who, um, who had accumulated a couple. I think it was maybe about six or seven reviews um, and just sort of one line from each of them. And yeah, ow. Yeah. What about you, Joel? What have you seen? Uh, so I drafted this game for my fantasy video games league. Um, so I was very much paying attention to when the reviews dropped and I was sad. Um, <laughs> I only lost three points, but uh, regardless, I, I was sad too, because especially after going to that event last week and playing around with that character creator and being like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm ready to play like a new Saints Row game. I'm ready to jump back into this. This seems like a lot of fun. Um, what got me with the the... the- Boss Factory, the character creation screen. And this is something we spoke about a few episodes ago when we were talking about GTA 6, is these games need to mature and realize they're talking to a bit of a different audience today. So what I liked about the the Boss Factory is that it removed, like, gender as a concept, basically. Mm. It's like, you are who you are in this. Mm -hmm. And I thought, hey, that's a really, really cool way to do this. It speaks to a bit of a more of a modern audience while keeping the zaniness. Because, yes, you you can make tough Shrek. We were going to make, you know tough Shrek, but I didn't want, you know, everyone in the bar to get real horny. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a difficult problem, that <laughs> happens. Yeah. We did We did make a glossy green, t- like, f- strong man. He was going to be called, like, I think it was Hot Hulk at one point. Hot Hulk, sexy, sh- uh, sexy Shrek as well, I think. Yeah, well, I we had a few different interpretations <laughs> yeah. of that. But I thought, hey, this is this is pretty cool. They're going to go for a bit more of a modern take on things. Less, like we said with GTA 6, less punching down. But show that you can still be kind of zany with it. Looks like they've, they've, they've missed the mark. Overall, from all the um, discussion I've seen about it, is it's almost like they made the game to appeal to what they believe a millennial is. So it's, a, ah. it's about like this gang gets together to pay off their, their student loans yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, okay, there's a massive juxtaposition between these people who are fighting for like social justice and going out and killing people. There's a Bit of a uh, discrepancy there. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and then <laughs> yeah. halfway through the game, they just forget that whole premise um, of you being a bunch of like young upstarts and it's just, it becomes a Saints Row game. They've tried to play both camps. Um, mixed with some very lackluster gameplay. I, I watched a lot of gameplay so far. I was going to pick this game up, but I don't think I will now. Yeah, I'm the same. The mm. combat reminded me so much of Crackdown. Was it Crackdown 3 or 4, the one with Terry Crews? Just like yeah. Three, yeah. nothing, of them, empty, soulless. 
Um, apparently, you can play the whole game just using the assault rifle because really, there's no other point using other weapons. Well, there are a few um, uh, abilities you have which do mix it up, which is okay. Sounds sounds pretty cool. It just it's just not enough. It looks like a game I would have rented. Sorry, not not graphically. Graphically, it's whatever. But gameplay wise, it looks like a game I would have rented from Video Easy about ten years ago. It is a very very dated concept. Yeah. Um, I, I want a fun open world game. I'm the two open world games I've played this year. I haven't finished yet because there's just so much fucking lore to them, and there's so much going on. I and there's so many systems. It's Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West, mm. and I, I can't yeah. I can't even break back into playing them because there's just too many things going on. I just want look going to be a big open dumb sandbox to fuck around in. Cool. I just want a one. Made in 2022, not in 2012. So this yeah. is just not scratching it for me at all. It well, seems so- to me, it, it seems to me that this is like Volition, who, who made the game. It, it's like they've instead of making like another Saints Row or like a Saints Row three level kind of game, they've gone. Let's make another Agents of Mayhem. Um, yeah, which is disappointing to hear. Yeah, to say the least. I was, but I guess sort of on that note as well. Um, what I've seen a lot of people talking about is how broken the game is. How nice. many game massive game breaking bugs there are? How many performance issues that that can like pop up? Just so many problems with this game, which makes me wonder if this was delayed a couple of times. Why is it still so rough? Are they it okay? Must be pretty rough <laughs> like, back then. But the thing, like, look, games with with like technical issues and stuff like that, it it ha- it happens. Absolutely. But and I think even if sure. this game came out per- like running perfectly, it seems soulless. And I think you know what a big part of this is. And it seems look, maybe I'm asking for a little bit too much here. If this game wants to get into modern day issues with like millennial culture and student loans and blah 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 startups and i yeah. feel like this needs to be yeah, and, and especially with startups i feel like this needs to be set in the city but instead in like a new mm. mexico so yeah. what i've apparently a lot of the game is just driving mission to mission in these big open arid landscapes there's nothing there there's nothing to do it's space for the sake of space which yeah. is one of the things in open world games that absolute absolutely kills them for me it's, yeah yeah it's like it's like you know playing like just cause where it's just open field for the sake of it there, there are areas to move through cool just, but there's not areas to interact with just cause though so what, what does give you just cause does give you tools though to fuck around in those open areas like yeah like, that's true this put, game isn't as good as just cause yeah, no put, tornadoes yeah, yeah exactly yeah and also putting the the like little rocket launcher on a cow on yeah. cows and oh, sending gra- a cow into the, orbit the Great. grapple Love hook it. like just grappling things together yeah it's so yeah. good let yeah. me clarify no disrespect to just cause even though those games have gone downhill quite dramatically mm-hmm. this isn't as good as just cause no. which is saying something about it yeah now I do have a few reviews here um hence the review roundup <laughs> There are some good ones. So we've got um, Andrew Reiner from uh, Game Informer, Game, but at 85 out of 100, says, it may not push your new hardware to the limit and it's a little rough around the edges, but the latest Saints Row is everything it needs to be, delivering a wonderful comedic experience with plenty of depth. While while a little irritating, I was never bored and wanted to see where my team's goofy antics would take them next. 
So that's what I've heard. The characters are actually pretty good and they all fall into those, the archetype roles of what you would want from something like this. Mm. It seems um, there's a lot of missions that set up similar to the GTA 5 heist. Oh, that's, okay. But, but less complicated. Um, because in, 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 in GTA 5, there was the illusion of, I mean, look, there was a choice. You could you could either break in all guns are bla- blazing to the jewelry store. You could put everyone to sleep. Things like that. You had slight options. Yeah. In this one, there's no options. Even the skill tree is linear, which is like, I can't remember the last game that did that. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I mean, is, is, this a, is this a skill tree or, or is this like a battle pass? I mean, I don't, mm. I don't hate the idea of that, but you've got to make sure that what's at the end of that skill tree is something exciting and fun. Like that's yeah. the, yeah. A download code for Saints Row 3. <laughs> or Ooh, even better, a working version of Saints Row 2 for modern hardware. Mm. Now, sorry, going sorry, Joe. I don't to, mean to um, undermine your Saints Row Three love, but that's all right. I never played two. Three was the one that three was the one for me. So that's, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Going down to a a, a review at the forty out of 100, or, 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 a hundred, four out of ten, four out of ten. Yep. This is from VGC. It's from uh, Jordan Midler at VGC. And this is this first line is brutal. Our overwhelming takeaway after finishing Saints Row. Was how badly the open world genre needs Saint. Uh, sorry, needs Grand Theft Auto Six. Wow, how the genre is so past the point of relevance that it needs a flag bearer for the open world action game to once again provide the roadmap forward. Ow, and that's what this feels like. GTA Six. Look, it could also be a massive swing and miss, but I, I doubt it. Big yeah, I've seen the GTA games do, but they try and change the genre. Yeah. yeah. Every time a new GTA game comes out, I'm not expect- expecting Saints Row to do the same thing. No, but no. But I, I expect him to make a game more uh, based off like what we learned from GTA 5 than GTA 3 <laughs> or GTA, you know, San Andreas. Yeah. It, it feels so dated. You know, when you just look at a game and it, the, you, could, you can taste the mechanics. Oh. And they just don't feel right in your hand. It's a very rent. It is. It looks like a very wrench. Don't buy it at a game. Yep. It has like a tackiness to it. It's, 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 it's crunchy it's texture, but not in a good way. Like <laughs> not not crunchies and like satisfying. Like a mouthful of peanuts. It's yeah. crunchy. Like you've just broken part of your tooth. Oh oh yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, so it's not good. You you bring up an interesting point though, um, Jesse, with that review and the comparison Thanks, between uh, GTA and Saints Row. Because I remember when Saints Row two and three came out, and I'm I was like, yeah, they're just like cheap GTA knockoffs. And then it was only many years later that I looked at them again, and I was like, oh, these actually seem like they were really fun and actually worth playing. And Saints Row 2 came out in 2008, which was the same year as GTA 4. And I remember Saints Row 2 did really well. Like, it was an actual threat to, like, people were saying, like, this is going to overtake GTA as, like, the open world crime game. Yeah, That's how good it was. And now to hear that it's, like, everyone's gone, can GTA 6 hurry up, please, so we can forget about Saints Row, is almost a little bit heartbreaking. Yeah, I think yeah. the the f- sort of fun crime open based genre has been very sparse for years. It has, and it needs a revolution because it can't just continue from when it was sort of the main genre about because that was ten years ago. Mm. 
And if you're going to make games leading up from that, then you're miles behind the rest of the game. For lack of a better term. For lack of a better term. There needs to be a, a revolutionary game, which hopefully GTA 6 is, and that could light a fire into some other studios, and we get some open world games. Bring back Driver. I, th- I still have belief in Driver. Uh, a true crime? Come on. Oh, put, don't talk about true crime. There's seeds. Come on. Oh, Look, there is potential. We did talk about this in that one episode where we were talking about genres that need a revival. That's true. We did. Now, before we start, before we start dragging on, drag on. House of the Dragon. Next oh. topic. House of the Dragon came out. The the prequel to one of the biggest shows of all time, Game of Thrones. One of the greatest shows of all times with one of the greatest failings of an ending of all time. Um, There's no point even going through what happened then because we all remember what happened five years ago and it was worse than COVID. Um, (laughs) Now, House of Dragon has come out. It's on uh, Binge if you're in Australia, HBO Max everywhere else, and there's probably some other services you have to pay for to watch it in other places. Um, But yeah, it's been... Wait, was it five years ago or three years ago? I don't know, it was a while ago. Five years, five years. The really? oh came out. God. Yeah, it feels. I still haven't healed fully. Three years ago was the start I think a lot of, of people COVID, haven't guys. healed fully. <laughs> so a lot of people were very eh about this coming out. I was. I just. I really didn't give a shit. I don't care much for the Targaryens as well. I think I found them one of the more boring houses in Game of Thrones. Um, I mean, dragons, cool incest. I'm not a fan of. Look, <laughs> not a fan of personally. I mean, look, um, according to your Pornhub history. <laughs> Yikes! Look, the word "step" is doing a lot of heavy lifting in my yeah. history. Okay? <laughs> God damn it! Sorry. So, House of the Dragon came out with less fanfare than you would have expected. I think. yeah, yeah. I didn't and realize it was it coming out like this week. Blew me away. I am right back in. Holy shit! This is. Game of Thrones season three to five level good. Oh, okay. That's quite From a the jump, the part this part as a pilot episode works a thousand times better than the pilot episode for Game of Thrones. It's less clunky. It gets straight into it. It gets straight into the politics of it all. It gets straight into the violence, the sex, the notes of incest, um, but just like the mystery and the intrigue. I I am immediately drawn to this world now you guys haven't seen it yet have you no i have not i had no intentions of doing so because i was the same i was like i am donezo with game of thrones and anything adjacent to it like i could not care any less i didn't watch a trailer i didn't i was like whatever but um yeah hearing a lot of people talk very positively about it so yeah what i think this is going to really benefit from is from what I understand, this is almost like a The Hobbit situation. Not those shit films, but it is based on a lot less information. Okay, so there's very, there's very, there's a few accounts of what happened during um, King Viserys' reign and stuff like that. But the creators of the show have a lot more free reign. Mm. What happened with Game of Thrones? They were following the books as much as they could up until a point, and when they got to that point where the books had stopped. They suddenly had like a hundred plot points that they probably wouldn't have put in if they didn't know where the, the, the you know where it was going. So yeah. we had things like fucking Varys's wizard in a box that kills me. That was like mm. the most interesting thing that happened in that show, and I need that answer. And um, 
Quaith or whatever her name was, the with the golden anyway. Because they they've literally written the start of the story and they've written the end of the story, there shouldn't be too many things that go un- unanswered. And you feel it from the start. It it, it is it's confident in the way it's telling its story. It's not introducing a thousand different characters at once. It's a pretty core cast amount. I know it will expand and get it will get more complicated down the road. But it's like, no, this is your main this is your main focus of the show here. It is about one family. It is a very simple story about succession. Like the show Succession, I guess. <laughs> now, quick rundown of sort of what the show is about. Um, it's set 175 years before the birth of Daenerys. They make a real clear cut start, which is a really smart choice. Um, so don't expect to see any characters. You know, you will hear a bunch of names. Like there is a, um, a Rickon Stark. I guess the first Rickon Stark. I, I think I heard the name Eddard throw around. There's Baratheons, you know, there's Targaryens, Lannisters, all, all the all the people we know and love. You see places from the original show. You see um, Harrenhal and uh, King's Landing. You get to see the Dragon Pit before it was destroyed, and it looks incredible. Okay. Um, so there's like a lot of little little nods and stuff like that, but it's about uh, yeah. King Viserys, he's a bit of a weak leader, and a lot of people see a power vacuum forming, and they want the throne. Uh, a few characters are keeping things close to their chest, though. Now, there is a fact I found out about our sweet King Viserys. Do you guys know? Do you guys know who plays him? Nope, I've got no idea. I might. Name's Paddy Constantine. Yes. Constantine. Yes. Now, Simon, I'm going to give you a quote, and I want you to guess who he's who he is or where he's from. Okay. Hmm. Why do you call him the two Andes? Oh, because talking to them is like is an uphill battle. Fuck off. <laughs> he is one of the two Andes That's you wanna from be Hot Fuzz. You want to be a big cop? Fuck off up the model village. Yeah. My yeah, favorite line. Cop- I love that. It's so good. Every so mother good. and his, every farmer and his mum has a gun up here. Like who? Farmers? farmers? Who else? Farmers, mums. 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 <laughs> yeah, farmers, mums. It's so hot. Yeah. I found that out like two, three hours ago and just I just screamed. That's amazing. That's so That's good. So good. Um, he's phenomenal, phenomenal in it. Um, quite a complex character. I don't want to give it away too much in regards to plot, but just be aware there are some plot spoilers I'm going to give away here. For the first episode, it doesn't really matter. That's fair. Um, He's quite complex because he does come across very weak and you can see it in the eyes of his council. So there's various council members who clearly want to run it all. There have been various people who have had claims to the throne. So King Viserys' father um, didn't have any firstborn children. So there's a massive like vote almost to give it to King Viserys or his cousin. They call it the... They call her the queen who wasn't, which is a bit harsh. Oh, that's <laughs> rough. But you can. But now there's like this whole play for for the throne because Viserys has has a wife who is pregnant, and as Game of Thrones may have taught us, that doesn't last long. One of the most uh, uncomfortable yeah. and brutal scenes I've ever watched in a show. I I don't yeah. I've never had to, like felt like I should look away in, during other shows. I got close here because I'm like, this is rough to watch. Brilliantly acted. 
heartbreaking and complex. I yeah, with a very complicated scene. I have heard um, uh, some some critiques of uh, and some some uh, some complaints, I guess, raised against that scene in particular because I do know what I haven't seen it, but I I know it's the rough. context of what happens. Um, and a lot of people are like, there was no. Was there any warning for anything like this at the start of the episode? There should have been. Yes. There wasn't. And I think yes. that's why and a lot of people are very upset about because this is quite triggering. But it's to also some one of those scenes of. Yeah. It's Game of Thrones. You know there's going to be something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, 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 it's a tricky space. I would have liked it if it had a, had a warning on it. I think there um, there are a lot more people out there than I think people realize that have not exactly that, but like gone through gone through it's going to trigger a few things. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. um yeah that's that's the only thing so, yeah. I've heard negatively really. You would discretion advised with that scene, very much so. Yeah. Um, but it opens it all up, and then um, sort of our. Our main character, I guess we can call her, um, Rhaenyras, Rhaenyra, Ren, I'm going to call her. Um, she becomes the first uh, female heir in, in line of the throne, which is causing a lot of upheaval. Um, there, there is a, a major thread already set in the show about a, like women's place in this world. Right. Which is going to be fascinating. I really want them to explore that. Um, and then on the on the flip side, we've got uh, Ren's uh, uncle, played by Matt Smith. Oh, I forget his name. His my name. boy. I didn't know it was Matt Smith in this. I, that's how like much I've kind of stepped away from this whole thing. So when I noticed it was him, like Doctor Who's penis. <laughs> I mean, you almost see it. You almost see uh, it. However, there's a lot of say, people that would want to see that. There is a very, okay. there is right. a, you do see in the first 50 minutes of the show, a penis get cut off. Just nice. hacked, hacked the bone. Okay. Him and his um gold cloaks, the starts of, the start of the gold cloaks from King's Landing. Um, they sort of raid the city and go all a cab on it. Um, oh, it's, 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 it's pretty bad. It's pretty rough. Uh, but you, he's one of those characters that you kind of like love to hate him. He's like, is he going to be the Jamie Lannister where you hate him at the start, then you love him, and then he, his story gets ruined in inconceivable ways? I think Matt Smith playing like a semi-bad guy is always a fun time, I think. There's a really funny scene where he's just like the saddest person in an orgy. <laughs> and then he makes a speech. He like He's like second in command, tells everyone to stop. And everyone like stops in place like they're playing a game. And you see in the corner of a room, mid, mid orgy, there is a guy who's still in a woman, and they're both turned around listening to him, and neither is moving, and it looks so awkward and uncomfortable. Oh no. Because <laughs> you know, by the end of the speech, he's just pushing rope. Like, <laughs> nothing, nothing's happening. Oh, now, where were we? Oh no. Oh, oh god. Um, I mean. It's like I, I came when he started talking. To be honest, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be bloody honest with you. I completely recommend this show, and there's it reminded me so much of the good times of Game of Thrones. It did make me realize, like, look, how many how many seasons of Game of Thrones were there? Nine? Was it ten? 
I think it was meant they wanted to be ten, but it was like nine or whatever it was. Last season was shit. I think we can all say that. I think there was one decent episode the night before the battle. I think that was a good episode. Okay, eight seasons. Let's forget about that. That show probably gave us, let's say, five of the best seasons of television ever made. Absolutely phenomenal. But recency bias makes a lot of people look at it as a bad show. I've seen people list it as the worst show ever made because of how it ended. I'm like, well, that's, think before you say things. Right, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's coming from me. Um, it, it reminded me of the good times and just like the little notes, like this, the, oh, the score and this is so good. Ooh. So good. And they've tastefully layered in the intro music from Game of Thrones throughout the show. Ooh. And just these little reminders of this, like there's so much more to this world. There are a few... There's like one heavy-handed moment of exposition where they explain like, you know, that winter is coming and they actually use the term a song of ice and fire. And it's oh, a bit okay. weird. And they also show a Valerian dagger, like the one that Arya used. Like, ah, no, don't remind me of that shit moment. That was weird. Okay. No, no. All right. So- but yeah, there's enough in here that is just scratch that little part of my brain that Game of Thrones used to. And it, it's, I'm buzzing for next week okay i feel like i'm coming at this from a pretty unique perspective as someone who never really watched game of thrones oh okay yeah um in the sense that like i caught a couple of episodes here and there when i was living with gaz and len uh in their flat in london and yeah like (laughs) I i feel like with game of thrones i was actually talking to gaz about this earlier um he was like, it's baffling to me that you're not into it. It's baffling to me that you're not loving Game That's of fun. Thrones. Um, just as a, a concept, you know, a Song of Ice and Fire, it's so up your alley. And I'm like, I'm sure it is. But I feel like Game of Thrones as a TV series at the moment is a huge commitment. It's a huge time commitment. It's a huge emotional commitment. And I know that I'm going to be pretty disappointed with the finale. Yeah. So... It's one of those things that I'm like, I, I I missed the boat when it went out initially. You know, I think it was season three-ish, which I know was when it was really good. But I didn't get into it at that time. And probably I should have and, you know, caught up and whatever else. Do you think, Jesse, this is a good opportunity for someone who hasn't seen Game of Thrones to get introduced to the yeah. wider world? I don't think so far, nothing that's really been said. Um, is kind of dependent on what like, previous knowledge. Okay. So you can watch this fresh. I, I actually didn't think about that. Uh, just because I don't know anyone who hasn't watched like kind of any Game of Thrones. <laughs> there's a few there's a, there's a weird names that are thrown people, around but... that will hit harder mm. for people who watched it. Like when you know when they mentioned the Starks and the Baratheons. Well, that's the thing. Like I, I know I know a lot of the big house names because I did read the first book yeah. and I got halfway through the second book. Oh no, you're gonna be fine Sorry. if you've kind of caught things just in general pop culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're gonna be fine. I, I think. It's. I would be very interested if you watch this to completion and then watch Game of Thrones. I, I'd be fascinated mm. to hear your thoughts. I might, on that. might and do if, that if it then. changes the ending. I might do I, that. Look, it's a play. It could, this could be a ten-year commitment you've got going on here. Who knows well, how long this show's going to go for? Yeah, but then I mean, look, for dragons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, Game of Thrones was a huge commitment for a lot of people. But then, because of how bad the final season was, it killed itself from like the general zeitgeist super quickly. Wait. Oh, it disappears. I've seen a lot of people so say fast. that, and 
I disagree. I don't think it disappeared. It just became a meme. Yeah, but I mean, like, it it didn't shoot itself in the foot. It shot itself in the leg. Like, it was sprinting towards the finish line, shot itself in the leg, fell over, and just didn't finish. Like, it, it yeah. just didn't finish the race. And now... But then, see, now you're the path, and everyone's like, yeah, but they ran the first half of that race pretty fast. Yeah, and that's the thing. That and, was pretty good. For yeah, sure. but absolutely. But again, it was people were like, people walked out of that stadium going like, what the fuck was that? Like, yeah, what yeah. is going on? And it completely killed the conversation surrounding Game of Thrones for a, in any genuine, serious discussion for I, a very I, I think long people time. People have come, come around a little bit. Absolutely. I, I, think this, I, I agree. It's with time that. to turn a little bit. It's like, look, the hurt has been done. I've been, I've, for the last few years, been considering watching Game of Thrones on the side again. I'm just like, I just. I'm probably more disappointed with the ending because I'll start putting things together and mm. things that they missed. Yeah, fair. Um, you're better off watching like best ofs of like. That's what I've been doing. Moments, I, yeah. I watched today. I watched the best of Brand of Tarth because fuck yeah, she's one of the best characters ever. Fuck yeah, fucking love Gwendolyn Christie. She's oh, so yeah. good. God, yeah, dude, so badass. Bring back Phasma and some somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Let's move on from a show that I thought was more than just okay to a game called We Are OFK. Now, Simon, what does OFK stand for? I don't know. It's not... All right. Ex- not, That's a mystery It hasn't been explained to me. Maybe it will oh. be. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> wow. All right. Something. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Good effort. Simon, what's what's We Are OFK? We Are OFK. We Are OFK is a video game slash debut EP from this cool indie band called OFK. And it plays out um, like a visual novel following four main characters, Itsumi, Luca, Jay, and Carter. So, yeah, as I said, it, play, it plays like a visual novel, kind of like a Telltale game where you get, um, you get to basically watch the characters do their thing and then every once in a while... Uh, you get to make a decision for the character, whether it's how they react to what someone's saying or when they're texting and even certain dialogue options, if you will. <laughs> I, I won't. Stop <laughs> <laughs> um, the podcast, everyone. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. Okay, we're putting the flag down. We're hanging a lantern. Joel, what is dialogue options? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die here for a little Simon, bit. Simon, I I helped make the real subtle. Yeah. Do you yeah. think you're gonna die? A log options. Uh, done it again. We've done uh, it again, yeah, everyone. Well done, everyone. <laughs> Pack it up. Go home, everyone. We're done. <laughs> I had a choice to make to make that joke. Okay, you could say that I had a, <laughs> a choice. It's not an option. Oh my god. <laughs> I do this all day. <laughs> Please don't. Because <laughs> I want to. I want to gush about we are OFK. <laughs> Please do. Simon gush. Simon um, gush away. Please. So. Um, yeah, so each episode is being released weekly. There are currently two episodes out, um, and both of them have a interactive music video thing towards the end. And it's fun. It's a really fun time. I am currently absolutely in love with the music. Um, the two singles that are out at the moment are Follow slash Unfollow and Fool's Gold. Fool's Gold. And, now, Simon, oh, you, you told us to listen to these songs, and I, I did. I'll be honest, I was like, because I, I remember we spoke about this game um, when we did, it may have been when we did the indie episode with- I think um, it was. 
with with yourself, Joel, and Kyron. I think so. I think, I I think we, we may mention it all yeah. around that time. Could we definitely talk about the game? Because I, I'd love a any sort of music-based game. And the fact that they were coming out with actual songs had me really intrigued. Because most of the time, songs linked directly to video games are garbage. Most and it's usually time. Eminem rapping about Call of Duty. Uh. So when they said this is going to happen, I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. And then Simon's like, you need to listen to these songs. I'm like, oh, okay, I will. Follow on, follow, listen to it. Had a bit of a church's vibe to it. Oh, okay. The side yeah. of it sounds like um, Turning 30 by Bob, um, by Bo Burnham, which okay. is instant win for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like it. It was fine. Then Fool's Gold came on and oh, right in the sad boy feels. Oh, it that is-, is a legitimately good song. It's actually part of my like daily rotation now, oh. which I yeah. did not expect. I have- it is great. <laughs> I've been listening to that song genuinely like almost every opportunity I can for the past four days give or take like it is just good it's just good no it just wiggles its way into your brain and where it plays in uh chapter two episode two however it's where whatever they use um it's brilliant like it just it works so well Uh, oh just that extra sort of impact it's it's a nice it's a nice thing to have as part of each chapter because I, I watched a few reviews and a few gameplay videos of this. And when I say gameplay video, it's it's there's no traditional gameplay to it. it it's a it's you're a visual really, novel for all intents and yeah, purposes. It's a visual novel, exactly. So yeah. you're making choices in um in t- text messages, and you're making dialogue options when you talk. <laughs> um, that's about it. And I think one of them has I think when you have spoken options, they they are timed. Yes. Um. And then okay. text options aren't time, so Correct. whatever. But from all the reviews I've, I've seen, I, I know that can be real painful in, in some games, but the decisions you're given on screen are very appropriate for that moment, which is a little Absolutely. bit... Absolutely. It sounds like this is really carefully crafted. It is. It- because would you... And you'll be able to tell me this better than I could just guess it. Is each song based on that chapter or sort of the instances, things that happened in that chapter? I believe so. Um, okay. it, that's definitely definitely the feeling I've come I've come away with, especially after chapter two. Um, and How often do the chapters come out? Uh, so they're coming out every week. I believe the next one will be coming out on Ooh. Thursday. Um, currently, the first two chapters are only about an hour long each. So... Super, oh, this, is, this, this is ticking a lot of boxes for me. Super but- easy to just jump right into. Um, I've got a few other really good things to say. Um, for example, I, I, I wrote down a lot, uh, like a fair, fair few notes here because I just wanted to put that out. See, Joel, you know what, how I can tell Simon's excited by something Yeah, is I made every, notes. <laughs> every few weeks, exactly. Every few weeks <laughs> there'll be a topic that Simon's really excited to talk about. And he will make a point to say, I have notes. Yeah. <laughs> which has led me to believe that every other topic we've done, he has no notes. Occasionally <laughs> I, I have I notes. Kind of wish, don't mention it, I, but I rarely. wish Simon wore glasses so I could see the reflection of his glasses of a white screen. <laughs> where he's like, oh, yeah, I've oh, yeah, got notes, yeah. yeah. That's, that's my impersonation. You I mean, look, okay. notepad is white, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, he's old school. It's cool. Yeah, yeah I'm saving it on notepad. Um, so chapter one, I think it's a really good setup. The premise itself 
is really good. I really like the cast, like the voice cast are fantastic. The voice acting, genuinely, really, really love it. Um, the art style is real nice. The art style, I really like. However, mm-hmm. my only real criticism is the animation is quite rough in a few places. Okay. But that isn't a detractor for the game because that's not what the game's about. Um, if you've ever seen Ruby um, from Rooster Teeth, seasons one and two, some okay. similar yeah. sort of vibe in the way some of the animation plays out. All right. You, um, I, yeah, you gave you, I've got a, a direct visual reference now. <laughs> yeah. You gave me a perfect reference. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. The, the, like I said, a few spots where it's, it is pretty rough. But again, that's not what this is about. This isn't about that. This is about the characters and the people. And like, oh, every single one of these people feels real. They feel like a real person that I would hang out with and very willingly associate with. They are, there's some really good representation here. Um, like, He's a groupie. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do feel like the the chemistry as well between because the four of these like the four of these people they're friends and it feels like a friendship. There's good banter, there's a good laugh, and there's you know, hey, I'm annoyed at you because you've kind of screwed me over, and I was trying to help you out. I'm kind of pissed off at you, and it's like, look, I'm sorry. You know, things have been hectic. I've been not in a great place. I will do better, and it's like, cool. I expect you to because I know that you. I know that you can. And there's there's a sort of like genuine like wow there there is like an actual understanding there, and it's maybe that's a, mm. some false trust. Maybe that's some fool's gold, if you will. <laughs> or, <laughs> number one on the charts, number three in our hearts. Next one is from <laughs> follow on follow, okay. follow on follow. Sorry, um, follow on follow. <laughs> um, but no, honestly, like I fully, fully, fully recommend this game. Um, if you're just after something that is more laid back and just a fun story this is it like this is absolutely it i also reckon this is pretty important in terms of representation um i don't i don't think this is groundbreaking in any way shape or form but i think it's important especially in current year political nonsense what do you mean simon it's everything's fine (laughs) (laughs) but you know it to me is of Asian heritage and she's very openly gay. Uh, Luca is either bi or pan. It hasn't quite been stated, but it doesn't need to be stated. And he's quite effeminate. Jay, uh, she is either gay or bi or pan. Again, not sure. Again, doesn't need to be stated because it's just played naturally. And then Carter, who is currently my favourite character, they are a non-binary person of colour, and I fucking love them because they are the funniest motherfucker. And they are playing... Is Carter, like, the manager? No, that's Jay. Jay is the manager. She's the tool lady. uh, Yeah, I know who Carter is. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Carter is, is, uh, yeah, the the black non-binary person, and they are phenomenal. Like, Jay... And Carter have like really good banter, and Carter is Luca's housemate, and Luca and Itsumi work together, so that's how Itsumi knows Luca and Carter, and blah blah blah. Like it, it you are like it's just, about this. I go on. <laughs> I I really like the idea of a band like this because 
this to me feels more like a game, a, a, a band slash musical venture first and a mm. game second. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, which I like because I know a lot of like K-pop and J-pop groups will have um, like stories behind them and lore. Mm. And look, we've, we've had that with like Western like I mean, Gorillas, for example. Yeah, yeah. It's a band we we did, you didn't you know you didn't see the singers for years, and there's law like the new song, which is a banger, Cracker Island, Thundercat. I need to listen to that. Yeah, oh, so good. But in the film clip, you see Noodles grown up, and it blew my mind. Wow. Yeah, I, there's an entire. It, it's book. so weird. There's a book about like the first I think ten years of Gorillas, just the law, like the actual fictional band themselves. Um, I love it. And then you've so got, cool. yeah, a bunch of um, K-pop bands. I think there's one that Sophie listens to called um, Aspa. And I'm pretty sure they have a really rich lore and it gets released every now and then. And just like, even if they're not releasing music or touring, it keeps them in the conversation. Even because people get really invested in them as characters. Baby Metal is the same. Is great. Baby, mm. Baby Metal do it as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's a really fascinating tool for bands to use it is especially yeah. a yeah. kind of like a, a digital band like ofk but the fact is like the quality of music is really standing up i, I was flabbergasted with how good the songs were i didn't expect it yeah. <laughs> I, simon when you kept telling me listen to him i'm like He's loving the game, so he's in. A, he's talking up the music. Nah. Like, I'll listen to him, but I'm going to listen to him once just so, for the sake of the podcast, I'll listen to it. But no, sorry, you got me on something good here. Yeah, I, uh, I've added yeah. both both songs to my main playlist, and in the mornings when I'm getting in the car, I put on follow on follow, and then immediately add to queue Fool's Gold I'm, and just enjoy. It's so I good. really hope that the songs keep following the narrative thread Me and maybe too. it becomes a bit more apparent. Me too. I'm, I'm interested, like, have they said how many episodes there'll be? Um, I think... Is, are they are they doing an album? Like, you know, 10 songs or whatever? Uh, I don't think it's that many. When I open up the game, I'm pretty sure there's five chapters listed. I think but it's five. I don't okay, know yeah. if that's... Yeah, I don't know if that's... It's an EP, it, yeah. Or if there's going to be more to it after the fact, like maybe after the initial release of the EP, they might do some more chapters afterwards, which that'd be cool, but... Like, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Currently, I'm just enjoying the ride. This is bugging me. And I apologize for, I apologize for the, the uh, keyboard clatter that you're about to hear. I, what does OFK stand for? Um, don't, don't, I looked at that and it's a lot of different things that didn't make <laughs> Operation it Operation Fit Kits, Observatoire Franco Curde. Yep. Oldenburg, oh, I can't, I'm, um, I can't pronounce the, that word. The, other, that is. the other thing is, too, a lot of, like, you were saying Ovine about- Fetal Kidney. Oh, my God. I don't think it's that. I don't think that's the name of their band. I, I love the fact that they are actually promoting this not as, a, like, a, a game. Like, like you know, they're saying, like, on their pinned tweet on their Twitter account, it's like, you know, We Are OFK is our, our music biopic game and EP. Yeah. So they, that, yeah. that's what it is marketed as. Is like, this is, it reminds me of when- just to go back to mobile games, um, Sword and Sorcery EP, like being the same sort of thing. Like, you know, they marketed it as a an EP of sorts. Um, yeah, I'm fucking down for this shit. And you've, I've been on the fence about get, like picking it up sooner or later. You've sold me on this. I think yeah, I need to get this, this is, sooner. 
can somebody mod can somebody please mod this to be we are afi oh my god <laughs> uh, come on i'd be down for that Dang. oh man i want to give me a goth version of this god damn it give me a goth version of all games i want that saints row would be good if it was goth i'm gonna say that with no further context i mean house of the dragon is good because it is a little bit goth yeah. <laughs> um there's one sort of important thing i want to bring up um which is in episode one they do tackle um something relatively relatively heavy don't give away too many spoilers here. I'm gonna um, no, I won't, I won't give away too many spoilers, but a character is struggling with how they feel in terms of their work and sort of their output and the, the, the conflict of their own personal interest versus what the business wants. And they reach out to Games Hotline. And that is a genuine thing. Games Hotline, for those who um, make and play games, there is a games and online harassment hotline. It's at Games Hotline on Twitter. It is. Is this a character that does the development and stuff like that? No, this is. I a, saw a quick run. This is a. This no, is like in in, in oh, the game. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. Out. Sorry. Yeah, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that I'm is piecing the puzzle together. Yeah, that's a that's a service that's available, and they've done a collaboration with them and like put that in the game. Like it's a genuine thing for people okay. in games development, and. Yeah, in in the USA only, unfortunately, but nevertheless, uh, still, that's, it's an important thing, and I appreciate the hell out of it. I think with the way that the, the games industry is like going from strength to strength in Australia, I would not be surprised if we see something like that pop up here. Absolutely, I'm there sure there'll be. be. I'm sure there'll be an Australian branch sooner rather mm. than later. Hundred mm. percent. Um, but on that, I wrap this one up. What a delightful conversation talking about saints and and dragons. And whatever OFK stands for, ovine fetal kidney. <laughs> now, if you want to talk, hear us talk about other acronyms, you can spot us. You can spot us. You can find us on Spotify and iTunes. Subscribe and leave us a review while you're there. Check out Fan Critical Podcasts, all the Fan Critical Podcasts. Leave them some love as well, and also check out Dialogue Options. This is where Joel and Karen be at, talking all sorts of nonsense, talking more facts than probably we do um if you, sure if you, you love a good if you love a good tangent and you don't mind <laughs> sitting through an hour and a half to two hours worth of it <laughs> if you love a good vote that needs three people but <laughs> yeah yeah we've not thought that through unfortunately <laughs> still, still, um, still one of my favorite things <laughs> um so go subscribe leave all of us a review it actually helps. It means the world to us. Um, it helps us become more visible to others, which is good. Uh, of course, you can keep up to date with all your gaming news at StoryModeGaming.com. We're on all your socials, Facebook, Instagram, and the other one at StoryModeAUS. Plus, we're on Twitch. We stream these podcasts live every week. We also do some AFL streams. We do all sorts of streams. I'm, I'm gonna, I need to play some games. I'm going to play some Jack X. Give the people what they want. <laughs> yeah. That, of course, is at Stoneman AUS. So give us a follow. Um, you can also catch us individually on Twitter. They allow us on their website. I'm at Jesse Spanner. Simon, where are you at? At Cy421. And Joel, where can we find the Joel Hole? Oh, well... Uh, at Jolly Mac. Perfect. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed our little natter and chatter. Simon and Joel, always a pleasure. 
Indeed. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely pleasure. And uh, dear listeners, we'll uh, we'll uh, catch you uh, next week. Well, we're going to be talking some Gamescom, baby. Because by the time the podcast's out, Gamescom would have just probably happened. So we're always right on the uh, right on the pulse, aren't we? It's always the way. But if you have any questions for us about Gamescom, shoot us a, a message on uh, your Twitter. Be good. We'll answer your questions and all that. But in the meantime. Stay safe, play some games, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.